Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. It's me, Chase, hosting today. I know sometimes we have Terry or Jacob hosting. I think they may have hosted the most recent episode to come out. But today we got me here on the podcast with Mr. Damon Cameron Jr. I am really, really excited for today's episode because, well, first off, I've known Damon for a little while now, and he has always been a hustler. He's always been the kind of guy who just kind of he goes after it. You know, obviously, you, the listener, our target audience, we're generally speaking in the ranges from 16 to 25, and he is right dead center in that age range. He's hustling. He's going after it. And he's ready to drop some absolute knowledge bombs today. We're talking about we're talking about getting into real estate, you know, obviously the mindset that goes behind the kind of grinding that Damon is able to do, working with big real estate companies to achieve personal goals and how he's doing all of it while he's in college, which I think is gonna be one of the most interesting parts because everyone knows it's it's real difficult to juggle school and literally any business venture. So Damon, how you doing today, man? Happy to have you on. I'm doing absolutely amazing. Um, it's an honor to be here, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, providing some value for your audience. Heck yeah, man. So obviously, like I said, I've known you for a little while now, maybe a couple months for sure, but unfortunately, we haven't been able to get in contact a ton. So I really want to start by getting to know a little bit more about you and your background. Just introduce yourself to the audience, and I, I can get to know you a little bit better. So when did you... Because I think there's this, there's like this impetus moment for every person, especially kids, where they realize that what they want is slightly, like for their life, is going to be slightly different than what everyone else wants. Like it's going to, and they're actually wanting to chase that, right? Like everyone has this dream of getting rich someday, but there's some sets of individuals where they have an impetus moment where they realize they want to actively pursue that goal and they act on it. So I'd love to know when this shift happened for you. When you think it happened, what do you think caused it? Um, so we're going to have to go back a few years. So I believe 2019, during the winter break of my freshman year, I was attending Iowa Central Community College. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually playing basketball at the time. And uh, winter break hit. And I think that was literally a few weeks before the whole COVID situation occurred. Mm-hmm. And I was... Um, with Andrew McKinney from my my old high school and we were discussing you know my future endeavors and what I wanted to do and told him I wanted to get into real estate I was aware of a landlord um, how a real estate worked in terms of investing but I wasn't entirely sure right. so he got me in contact with a uh, real estate agent and real estate investor named Taryn in my on Sun Prairie Wisconsin she's a uh, one of the top real estate agents in Sun Prairie she also she owned a duplex at the time mm-hmm. so during winter break of my freshman year while everyone else was you know hanging out with old high school friends going to the mall going shopping having fun i was going to taryn's house and sitting in her living room and picking her brain taking notes on a notebook on her journey how to get into real estate she got me involved with bigger pockets and she also got me access to books like rich dad poor dad secrets of a millionaire mind the millionaire Mm -hmm. real estate investor and uh, really got me uh, into the game. And from there, I just took off. I mean, that's awesome. And so it was freshman year winter break of college, which would have been 
I don't know when college winter break happens because I'm a high school student. But uh, um, <laughs> COVID happened March like 17th, I think, is when initial lockdown started hitting. At least for me here in Michigan, I believe our first lockdown was March 17th. Um, kind of weird looking back on it because like, at the time, none of us realized it, but that was like a kind of a moment that we'd never really go back to. But during that subsequent lockdown, like pr- over that winter break, over those couple weeks prior to the lockdown, you were picking this real estate agent's brain, you were getting into it, and you were beginning to actually crystallize your ideas and what you wanted to do with your life. What did you do over that subsequent lockdown? Did you continue to chase that idea, or did it fall off? Like, what was the story there? So, honestly, I remember vividly sitting in my room and looking out the window. It was, like a, it was actually a sunny day, and I've always been a type A person, like very proactive with my life. Mm-hmm. having goals for the, for the next five to 10 years. And I was thinking like, you know, freshman year, first semester went by pretty quickly. Next thing you know, I'm going to be graduating college and then I'm going to be in the workforce. And everyone in my environment are, was working a nine to five job for mm-hmm. 40 years. And I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. And honestly, I started crying, like thinking about having to work for 40 years. I get that, man. And I was just like, I was like, I can't do it. Like, I got to figure something out. And when I got introduced with Taryn, she showed me, like, the the light. She showed me a, a road less traveled, so to speak. And I just made a decision and commitment to myself that I was going to do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, growing up as a kid, we traveled a lot. I've been to 12 states. I've been to Atlanta, Georgia, Iowa, Tennessee, Kentucky, Illinois, of course, Wisconsin, where I'm currently at, uh, Minnesota, uh, Missouri. I've been all over. And, you know, those were the best moments of my life was traveling. And yeah, thankfully, man. both my parents had the finances to be able to provide that type of lifestyle for me and my family, my brothers. So, yeah, I was just like, I want that. So uh, during that course of that break, I was reading every book I got, could get my hands on. Like I said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, The Millionaire Real Estate Investor. And I just devoted everything into bigger pockets, the blogs, the videos. Literally, it was like school and session. I was filling out four notebooks full of notes on real estate, different niches, strategies, and things like that. I mean, so this is kind of funny to me because that break, that that or break, that COVID lockdown, like I remember there was like a month or so where nothing was happening, right? Everyone was in their houses, almost nationwide. It was kind of crazy. And that was when I discovered my own passions for real estate, right? Because I was bored and I think I went to watch an inspirational video or something and it was by Robert Kiyosaki, which got me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad and eventually launched all my interest for real estate, which has led to everything else that I've ever done. So it's kind of crazy that that same time frame is when we both had our impetus for this. So with that idea in mind, you started getting heavy into real estate, really researching, really diving into it. And for anyone listening who wants to get into real estate, David mentioned a couple of great things here. There's a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you want to, re- if you want to know anything about real estate, about even moving away from a nine-to-five job, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. We have a podcast about like the top five books you should read as a young entrepreneur. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is one of those books. Look into it. Bigger Pockets, fantastic website. Anything and everything real estate, it's there. If you want to learn about real estate, go to Bigger Pockets. They have podcasts. They have blog articles. They have forums where people can ask questions. Go there. Now, with that in mind, after that break, what have you done across the last, because that would have been 2020. It is now 2022. I'd love to know what took you from there, that point where you started learning about real estate, 
to where we from here to here where we are now where you're actually working with a real estate company i'd like to know what steps you took what the path was for you um so this may be a little lengthy so really it wasn't really just real estate learning about real estate really changing my mindset my perspective on life um Mm -hmm. and breaking those limiting beliefs that you know you have to go to work for 40 years and you know this stereotype of go to school get good grades go to college get a job save some money and things like that and then you'll have it you'll be good in retirement and I slowly realized looking around my circle that that wasn't the case because I knew a lot of 40 50 60 year olds who were broke right Um, so yeah I knew like that was not it and so honestly I was um I began building my team, uh, calling realtors and things like that and kind of building my team once I determined my niche and my strategy, which I'll talk about a little later. And mm-hmm. uh, I got in contact with Gloria Gear in Indianapolis. She was a, a real estate agent specializing, specializing with real estate investors. And we got on a call and I'm asking her questions before I hire her to be my realtor. Mind you, I, I'm not pre-approved. I am not. I don't even have a W-2 income. I'm barely building my credit. So I was way ahead of where I, you know, I was way ahead of where I was, actually was. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my gosh, you were, you're 18, 19 years old and you're asking me questions that investors never asked me. Like you seem really educated. And so long story short, she actually fired her social media online marketer and data analyst at her real estate company and hired me. And so I had uh, sent her um, a, a, an example of a blog that I wrote and um, she loved it. And um, she was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm hiring you full time. So she's hired me. I've been there for about uh, close to, what, nine months to a year, I believe, um, basically as a data analyst. So finding properties on and off market, sending them to investors. She has over a list of over 300 real estate investors in our market. Uh, we closed on uh, $350,000 worth of real estate last year. Um, and we're constantly growing year over year. And uh, so, yeah, my, my duties are basically finding on and off market deals as well as uh, social media, online marketing, like blogs, video editing, email campaigns, email marketing, things like that. And um, yeah, so she she really she also brought me in. So um, she would she became my second mentor as well as I continued to get into the game of real estate. And from her, it went to investors and real estate agents from Tennessee, Houston, Colorado, so I've been I've been uh, working. I have a nice clientele of people, investors, and real estate agents who I work for, helping them grow their brand through social media, online mm-hmm. marketing, and at the same time, they're all pouring into me. So, so let's back it up a step real quick. You said that you're helping other investors, realtors, etc., grow their online brand through social media, right? Yes. So, how did you go from being a data analyst for I don't remember her name. I apologize. Gear Realty, uh, Gloria Gear. Gloria Gear. So how did you go from being a data analyst for her and take that skill set and roll it forward into being a social media almost brand builder for other uh, investors, realtors, and have you been making a good amount of income from it? During the learning process, when I was learning about real estate, I came across um, investors who were struggling to get uh, buy more real estate and grow their portfolio because if you don't know, uh, banks usually lend on four to, you can usually get four to 10 properties under your own personal name. After right. that, you're considered a quote unquote risk. So mm-hmm. they will not lend you any money. So during my learning process, um, while I was educating myself, I, I learned about private lending and the importance of social media, online marketing, 
to attract joint venture partners, credit partners, and business partners. Right. So I educated myself. I um I bought a course called Unlimited Cash by Matt Pichet. He's out in um Kitchener, Waterloo, Waterloo, Canada, and he raised over ten million dollars on YouTube alone through mm-hmm. social media online marketing. So in his course, I learned, I taught myself everything about how to properly advertise and market on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube. You're creating a website and also identifying your target market, your target person, your your target audience, exactly who you're targeting and how to properly market to them. So while I was working as a data analyst for Gloria at Gear Realty in Keller Williams in Indianapolis, I um, literally just showed her like, hey, you need to be in, uh, investing in your social media. And when mm-hmm. she gave me an opportunity and I took it and I proved myself and she loved it and. She's now grown, grown her investor clientele from, I believe, 280 to 320 in six mm-hmm. months. Talk to me about this opportunity that she gave you. What exactly happened there? And how did you act on that opportunity? Because I know that a lot of, like, if I were presented with that opportunity, I wouldn't quite know where to start. Obviously, I haven't had the same experience as you. I know how I, I have an idea of how I'd start. But I'd love to know how exactly you acted on said opportunity to expand her business through social media. Um, so like I, you're, so basically in the course, Matt Pichet is actually a real realtor mm-hmm. and he's a real estate investor. At right. the time I was with Gloria, she was just a, a, she was a realtor, but she also owned four properties, but she right. had no social media presence online. So from the knowledge that I learned from the course, I literally, um, I literally just was like, hey, I took this course, Gloria. I think it will be very beneficial for you. And she was like, well, I don't have anyone who can do it. And I don't have the, um, I don't know how to find someone who can do it. So I literally just said, hey, I can do it. And she was like, really? Well, I need to see some of your work. So I literally wrote a blog, like top five reasons single family homes are the best real estate investment strategy. And I wrote the blog and then she read it and she was like, oh my, yeah, that's great. I did like an email campaign on it as well, like with graphic designs and things like that and said, you can email this to your investors every week. And she was like, okay, you you seem to be, um, to know what you're doing. So Mm -hmm. she hired me to do that as well. And uh, of course I'm getting compensated for that very well for a college student as well. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That's really, really awesome. So knowing how you did it, if I were to try and follow the same path that you did, like get in with a real estate, with a a uh, realtor, real estate investor, et cetera, how would you suggest that I start? And how would I roll all of this forward to get to the point where you are today? I would say it all starts with one person. So I would suggest right. one, you get educated. Maybe you create one example. So create a topic like five reasons why you should be investing in real estate, right? And you write a, a good blog on that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do a video, a YouTube video on that blog, basically talking about the same points in the blog. Right. And then you syndicate those two on your Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, but you cannot just throw it on each platform. Each platform was designed to market a specific way. Yeah. Um, I would recommend, honestly, just building your own personal brand and then contacting a realtor. Because when you are looking to, for a job, they're going to do some background on you. So if they see that you built your own personal brand, they're more mm-hmm. likely to want you to help them with their brand. So how would you recommend that I build my personal brand? Like say, say I have no real skills and nothing to really come from. Like I've done my research. I've gone in, I've learned, I've spent the last I don't know, two months learning about real estate and I've written a good blog video, but <laughs> I've written a good blog post, you know, filmed a good YouTube video. 
I've demonstrated that I have the knowledge to do this. But beyond that, I don't have a ton of other skills. You know, like I'm in a similar situation that you are. Like all you really had was your education to roll from. Mm. How do I build my own personal brand? Like should I start with building my personal brand or should I instead do like cold outreach to realtors? This is what I recommend anyone uh, who wants to do what I did. I highly recommend that as you're learning and you're educating yourself, educate others. So build a personal brand based on what you're learning. So for example, Mm -hmm. if you read a blog post or you watched a YouTube video while you're educating yourself about real estate and it was talking about private lending, while you're writing your notes on what you learned, repurpose that content, create a blog on what you learned, create a video on what you learned and then post it on your platform. So as Mm -hmm. you're learning, people are able to follow your journey as you become a successful real estate investor while you're a high school student or a college student or things like that. And actually people love that. Like a lot of people love, you know, to follow my journey from college to where I'm going to be five, 10 years from now. So I would just say create content on what you're learning. So what you're saying is take, say, say that I watch a video about, like you said, maybe private lending, maybe syndication deals, et cetera. Take the knowledge that I'm gaining from this video, turn it around and explain it in simpler terms to my audience so that they can understand, like simple but understandable terms where they can still grasp the concepts that I'm working with, turn the content around and build my own brand based on everything that I'm learning, like you said, so that when I eventually start to do cold outreach, like when I start learning, do all of this so that one, two, three months down the line, when I'm ready and I feel educated enough to start reaching out to realtors and investors, I have a background of here's my education, here's my proof of work, here's my portfolio of blog posts and YouTube videos and podcasts that I've done surrounding real estate. This is my expertise. What do you think? Build that brand before you do the cold outreach so that when you actually go to reach out to investors, to realtors, you have something to stand on, right? Absolutely. It's almost like a resume. Yes, you know, so sir, when you grow into yes, so you you built yourself up where one you get to also get to see how far you've come from when you yeah. first started learning about real estate to where you are now or five ten years from now you can look back on those videos and blogs and say, wow, I've learned a lot, you know. So as you're mm-hmm. learning, you're also building your personal brand, and all of this is free to create a website, a YouTube channel, or Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. All those things are free. So you're basically as you're getting educated, you're t- you're teaching. And uh, right. Brandon Turner said an amazing quote once. He said, the best way to learn is to teach. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because so, through teaching, I, you can clarify your own ideas. Absolutely. It's part of the reason that I podcast and part of the reason that I blog as well. And part of the reason that I do it on topics that I'm learning about. It's, it's like you said um, to the audience. I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but a lot of the things that I podcast about are things that I'm actively learning about. Like a lot of the crypto podcasts that me and Terry sit down and do will be me discussing things with him that I've recently learned that I'm getting into and my own thoughts about them. That idea of repurposing content and pushing it forward so that you can be educated while I'm learning while also building my own expertise. Damon is absolutely brilliant in saying this because that's exactly what you need to be doing. He, I mean, he laid it out for you. That's what you got to do if you want to build your personal brand, get in with these people. So when you go to do outreach to these realtors, how did you do it? How should I do it? I literally, I think we started off with a phone call and then we got on the Zoom. So we got on Zoom. And you started out by like reaching out to her because you wanted to buy a property, right? Not necessarily because you wanted to be mentored by her or anything. Yeah. It was actually to look, to get set up with automatic emails. And then while she was talking as a realtor, Um, She was asking me questions like, okay, what type of properties are you looking for? When are you looking to buy? Things of that nature. 
And mm-hmm. I basically laid out my entire game plan on how I plan on building my portfolio. Um, and she, she was like, wow. She was just amazed by it. Because apparently mm-hmm. she said there's 40, 50 year olds who, who will never pull the trigger, so to speak, in terms of submitting an offer. And right. you're 18, 19 and you're ready to buy and you're, you know, you're have a game plan on how you're going to go from one to 100 or however many properties I want to attain. 100%. So go in with a game plan, actually get on the phone with these people, build rapport, basically. Yeah. You want to be building rapport with everyone around you. So with all that in mind, you're now kind of known for brand building, obviously in, you know, on Instagram, that's a lot of what you do. You talk about brand building, you talk about getting into real estate where I want to do a little bit of a jump because I don't want to go too horrendous. I don't want to go too long on this podcast. So where are you now? Because I know you said that you're working with a real estate company. Is that still Gloria Realty or is that something different? Yep. I'm still working for Gear Realty as a data analyst and social media online marketer. In fact, she also, um, this year she, she's in, uh, implied that she would like to partner with me. There are other investors who would also like to partner with me, and but they lack capital or credit or whatever. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to that for 22. I graduate next year, so I'll also be buying more real estate next year. Rental properties, specifically single-family lease options, rental owns. She also implied that she would. she's looking for when I graduate to hire me full-time as her operations manager. So I already have awesome. a W-2 job right out of college. So when I do have, when I graduate, I'm going to have a W-2 job, but I'm also going to keep working for her, mm-hmm. uh, continue to live below my means, live on, um, f- save 40% of my income to buy that next property. So I'm looking forward to it. 100%, man. And when, and obviously when you talk about partnering with you, she wants to partner with you on like a real estate property, go in on it together and kind of build something there. Yes. Yep. So what is your game plan for that? Are you planning to use properties that like, cause I know that you said part of your job as a data analyst her company is finding deals, finding properties, et cetera. Do you intend to kind of look for pro- look for hidden gems amongst the properties that you're going through at her company and then be like, hey, maybe we should actually take this one and partner on it together? Is that the kind of the game plan there? Yeah, similar like that, yeah. Because literally my entire job is um, finding deals on and every single day, finding deals on and off market through mm-hmm. wholesaling companies on the MLS, on auction.com. Uh, bank foreclosures, things of that nature, which I've mastered for her, um, right. because we're literally doing this for investors. So when it's uh, when it's time for me to shop, you know, she's fully confident in me, my ability to find deals, and we have the money and things like that. So, so if a par- for a part for you, what does this kind of a partnership look like? I, are you providing the funds? Are you providing the work? Are you providing the deal? Like, what does this look like on your end, and how are you wanting to structure things? Um, in terms of partnerships, um. Sh- it would probably be me providing the funds because she has the experience as well with the team and the team. And then next year when I graduate, um, I'll be building my portfolio with the same team. That's one thing people need to understand. Your net worth is your network. So it's very important that you surround yourself with like-minded individuals and you put yourself out there to meet new people. Like I would not be where I am today if I didn't meet the first realtor I met back, Taryn back in Sun Prairie, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, Gloria's got me connected with contractors and property managers and attorneys and CPAs and things like that to help me. Um, so yeah. So she's, she's got through Gloria, which I think this is an important lesson for everyone through a singular connection of yours. You've been able to build out an entire network of people that are willing to help you based on a single connection, right? Like you went in and you built the rapport, you built the connection with one person to the point where they're like, 
Damon, I trust him. You know, you know what I mean. Like, yes, she they they say I trust Damon, and connecting him to him to my network, it's nothing. You know, it's like why wouldn't I? And I think that's something that a lot of people miss. Can can you speak a little bit to the idea of just trying to build per rapport with a single person? Because I think a problem that a lot of people run into is they'll just kind of shotgun method it, right? And they'll be inefficient with the way that they approach people. They'll just walk up to people and be like, can you be my mentor? You know what I mean? Or like they'll right. send DMs on Instagram or something and be like, hey, my name, I'm Chase. I'm kind of cool. I'd love for you to be my mentor. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Can you speak a little bit to that building rapport and how people can try and do that a little bit? Um, my advice would be tell everyone you know that you want to get into real estate. Yeah. Um, you are the energy you attract. So if you're telling everyone that you want to get into real estate, someone knows someone who's in, who knows someone who's in real estate who can help you out. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's certainly if you go back to in the beginning of this podcast, what I said, I met I, w I met up with my high school advisor um, and he, I told him I wanted to do real estate and he got me connected with someone, a real estate agent mm -hmm. and investor. So I would say tell everyone, you know, that you want to do real estate. And only take advice from people who are in the game of real estate. You know, don't let people who aren't in the game discourage you or make you feel like you can't get in it or it's too hard or anything. Mm -hmm. 110%. So know that one of the things that you wanted to talk about on here was, as uh, quoting you here, the most easy, predictable, boring way to build wealth in the world. So I'd love for you to kind of explain that to people. I know you already mentioned it, but I'd love for you to explain what that is to our audience and just kind of give them a look at what you what, what goes on inside your head when it comes to that. So my strategy for uh, real estate is requires the least amount of my time, the least risk, the least effort, the most profitable works in up and down markets and provide a service to the community. Mm -hmm. And that's single family lease options. So basically what I do is we, we're going to be buying single family homes. We're going to be renting it to a tenant buyer uh, for two years. And during those two years, they are, you know, fixing their finances or credit or getting their down payment together. And at, at the end of the two years, they have the option to buy the property from me. Um, right. I came up with this strategy from three of my millionaire mentors, Chris Crone, Chris Haskins, and uh, Phil uh, Putajowski. You can look them all up on YouTube. Um, they all recommend that strategy. So when I got in contact with them, um, I just created the same, uh, used the same repetitive, predictable, proven strategy. I think a lot of people try to reinvent the wheel. Don't reinvent the wheel. People follow a proven system, find someone who's where you want to be and model them. So let me ask you this question. With that method, obviously, after two years, there's the potential to not lose the property, but to sell the property to the tenant. Why do you sell the property, right, as opposed to just continuing to collect rent payments? Um, because... So if you look at the data of a, of a rental property over the course, let's say a 30-year mortgage, right? Yep. The first five years, you're going to reap the greatest profits yes. on that property. That's when nothing, the fewest things are going to break. You're going to have the fewest repairs and things of that nature. After five years, your profit goes down right. year over year because the roof needs to be repaired, the foundation, you know, there's a problem with the electrical, the plumbing, the HVAC, um, the windows need to be repaired or something, you know? So I like to get the property um, sold within three to seven years um, within that short term buy and hold. And then I want to get to a, go to a fresh new property. So I want to reap the most profit in the beginning before mm -hmm. the property starts eating into my profits with repairs. And then I want to flip it. So 
makes a hundred percent. I like, like that makes perfect sense. You're eliminating, you're taking the most ROI and then cashing out before you start to have that decrease in ROI. Cause most in, like and any investment that you can think about is going to have a decrease re return over time. Right. Absolutely. Like if you bought into Apple stock in like 1980, right. Or whenever their initial IP, uh, IPO was, the return on investment for those first two years would have been absolutely insane because their stock price went parabolic. They believe it started at something like $8 went to 80 in no time, like per share. But if you bought in at $80 or like from that $80 mark, it takes so much more effort to go from 80 to 160 than it does to go from eight to 16. You know absolutely. what I mean? It's the same idea where when you're in the earlier stages of an investment, like this, like an $8 Apple stock, the potential for a higher return is much greater because not only is there more potential for growth, but there's it's not as mature of an asset. So that's exactly what Damon is doing is he's taking this, like he said, he already said it himself, properties after they've been fixed up, they start to decline over time. And so what he's doing is at that point where the ROI isn't there anymore, when the potential for growth is starting to shrink, He's selling out of the property so he can cash out, pay off his old mortgage, and at the same time, hand it over to a tenant. Like, I think that's one of the things that you mentioned in the most kind of awesome thing about this is that you're actually helping tenants. You know what I mean? Can you see? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I really like the idea of helping tenants at the same time while trying to better yourself in your own portfolio. Absolutely. I don't know. It's a really smart method. Do you think that it will be difficult considering that you'll have to find like every two years your properties will start to sell right right like it'll almost be like a wave of houses sells like anything that you buy in 2022 in 2024 you'll start to be looking to sell all of those do you think it'll become difficult at some point because you're kind of churning and burning through properties or no absolutely not and i'll give you two reasons why number one mo um not all tenant buyers exercise the option to buy Right. During those two years, those tenants and buyers are getting the opportunity to be in the shoes of a homeowner. Right. So a lot of people underestimate the responsibilities that come with being a homeowner. Not only do you have a regular nine to five, but you got to take care of the lawn. You got to take care of the, the uh, any maintenance or repairs. Mm -hmm. You know, anything breaks, you're the homeowner. You have to fix it. So I'm also giving them an opportunity to decide, hey, is this something that you really want to commit to long term? Right. And number two, no, because... Um, you're getting a double digit ROI on your money every single um, year with the lease mm -hmm. option, with a few repairs and the rent, um, as well as the non-refundable option for you get up front. Um, so the, the goal is, or the ideal uh, plan is to take that one property over those two years, let's say the tenant buyer doesn't exercise and then you do it, you list it again. And then on the fourth year, so the tenant buyer exercises the option to buy. The goal is to take that one property and turn it into two. And buy mm -hmm. two more and then those two to turn to buy four more and then four more to eight more and it's all exponential so can you paint a quick picture of what one of these deals might look like like give us give me a general just just general number speaking so people can get an idea of what a deal might look like this in terms of roi in terms of actual cost to the investor to the tenant etc so I know that's from a hard home, one to kind of throw at you out of the yeah. way. If, if you want to um, think about it for a second, uh, feel free so to do so. All my mentors have been getting over 15% cash on cash return on their yeah. money with this. Not This is not including appreciation, and this is not including principal pay down. Right. 
So that if you include those two, it's over 25, 27% return on your investment, cash on uh, return, overall return on your investment, ROI, right? And mm-hmm. if you do the rule of 72, take 72 divided by whatever your interest rate is, you will get a number. And that number is how long it takes for how many years it takes for your money to double. Right. So if you take 72 divided by 25%, I believe it's about two and a half to three years for your money to double, which is right. within those those two years for for the tenant buyer to exercise the option to buy. So when you do sell the property, you and all your fees are paid for, you can go and put two down payments on a two more rental properties. So you went from one property to two. And so just for anyone listening, a 27% year over year return is absolutely insane. Like, so and and doubling your money within like you said, two to three years to our more recent listeners or those who haven't heard of this rule before this rule in the stock markets i don't even remember what it's called but it basically states that your money is going to double every seven and a half years which three as compared to seven and a half is a significant difference and the rate at which you grow your wealth is incredible so yeah i mean what you're talking about here in marcel is crazy and i think that it's a big what's the word what's the word i'm looking for it's a big indicator of the opportunity that exists inside of the real estate space. Um, and like I said, I'm personally very interested. It's difficult for me because I'm sub 18. Um, but once I turn 18, I intend to be definitely getting into the real estate space. So I don't want to keep you for too much longer, Damon, because I know you got other stuff to do. I know this podcast is going a little long. So before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say to our audience? Um, I would say a big piece of advice I would give you guys is to design your dream life. So what do you, how much money do you want to be making every single month, every single year? Where will you be living? What car will you be driving? What will you be doing with your free time? And then map out where do you want to be 10 years from now and then work backwards. So take where you are now, create in 10 years, create a map of where you want to be. And then, okay, where do you need to be year five? What do you need to be year nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one to where you are today? Right. So um, working backwards, I would recommend because I did the same thing. And honestly, within these first three years, I've accomplished every single goal that I have for myself. Absolutely amazing, man. Honestly, congratulations to that. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. Because, I mean, we, we said it before we even started. You're going to be dropping some serious knowledge bombs on here. And I was not disappointed at all. So thank you, Damon, for coming on here. You're a person who's in the age range of our audience who people can emphasize, connect with. And the crazy thing is you've done everything that I think our audience is trying to do. You've built a network. You've you're built, you've built a network. You've built your net, net worth, and you're going to keep doing that over time. And you've built your expertise, which in the end is the most important thing to build in your life. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. No problem. I appreciate it. And if your audience have any questions, um, they can look me up or DM me on Instagram or Facebook or wherever with any questions or anything. And just so everyone knows, Damon's Instagram handle is 1D Cameron. And I'll toss that in the show notes so you can just click on it, go to it, or at least, you know, copy and paste when this for goes sure. live. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on today, Damon. I can't wait to have you on again, man. No problem. Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.